Movie time? I went and saw Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse last night with Nathan. And it's sort of trash. I could guess because I've never heard of it before. Mm. It's, um... It's not, like, super bad. It's not... No, like, not, like, the movie super bad. It's not, like, a really bad movie. It's just, uh... I don't know. It's clearly aimed, I don't know, at a very narrow audience of, like... I don't know. Just sort of... It's really juvenile in its humour. You know, not another teen movie. Yeah. It's, pardon me. It's sort of like if... Like, it seems like the writers of Scout's Guide, mm-hmm. the only teen movie they've ever seen is not another teen movie. And so, they think that... And they never realised that that movie was set in, like, parodying teen movies. Yeah. And so, they thought that they had to, like, pretty much do all of that without actually being tongue-in-cheek or making fun of anything. It was just cliche after cliche after cliche after... And so, it follows these two dudes who are... They can't wait to go, like, next year when they graduate into whatever the fuck. That's when they get all the pussy. And... Like, that is literally a plotline from yeah. Not Another Team Movie, which is literally a plotline from, like, fucking, I don't know, three or four different... No, it's like our last weekend, basically. <laughs> True that. Um, but, yeah. So, wait, who's in it? Nobody. Okay. The only person I recognised was... Um, uh, is it... Sports guy from Anchorman Champ? Sure. Brick? No, yep. not Brick. That'll do. Not Brick. Not him. Champ. It must be Champ. Um, yeah. He's in it. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Oh, and Cloris Leachman, who's the grandma in Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Malcolm in the Middle is. I don't know what grandma is. You don't know what a grandma is. No, I don't know who who that is. Oh, right. Should I don't know what famous. grandma is in Malcolm in the Middle. I know what Malcolm in the Middle is. I've seen it, like, on the ads. Yeah. Like, 20 years ago. Have but you I never oh, watched you should it. watch it. No. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. I've watched it, like, four times. Why? It's in my rotation. When I get tired of the shit that's on television constantly, I will go back and rewatch something that I've You don't like watched. The Biggest Loser? What? The Biggest Loser. Yeah. Like... I don't rewatch The Biggest Loser. No? No, because it's Season trash. three was so good, though. No. <laughs> so, I'll rewatch The Simpsons up until season, like, 13. Or I'll rewatch Because you've got to have, like, a show on in the background, right? But because we don't watch... Like, my aerial's not even plugged in. It's yeah. not like I can just flick, like, change to some channel and watch fucking Charlie Pickering blam on about something or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, I'm stuck. I gotta watch something. So I watch news radio, Seinfeld, The Simpsons, Malcolm in the Middle, and Futurama. Stargate? No, but I'm thinking about you should throwing it. it in there. I started last yeah. last week, I think. So you do understand the concept then? Yeah. And you were just feigning ignorance. Yep. 
for no reason. Only because you didn't list Stargate. I never got a chance to. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Because at least with science fiction shows, like, you don't have to really pay too much attention. That's why all the other ones are all comedies, because you don't have to pay attention. You kind of- you don't really have to, because, like, the punchline is usually within 30 seconds or something. You know? What? <laughs> like the jokes. Yeah. They're not doing the same joke over and over again. No. Unless it's Seinfeld. No. Because- Don't fucking start I'm not saying- No, I, Seinfeld's amazing. Uh, okay. But their show is, like, it's a show about nothing. Right. But it's one episode is about nothing. Usually one subject. Right. Whereas other funny shows, like The Simpsons, they t- they go Going all over the fucking place. Right. Yeah. But that's only from, like, season... No, like, seven onwards. Okay. They go through, like, a really dark... I stopped watching period. it at some stage. Probably I think when it... Like, 12... When I stopped watching TV, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yep. Um... You know what I watched on the weekend? What? The Equalizer. Oh, really? That movie's still really good when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. Sweet. When when did you watch it when you were drunk? Friday. No, no it wasn't Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. No, I was there. Uh, you were there. Yeah. wasn't Saturday. Nope, I was there. Uh, Thursday night. Right. Thursday okay. night, I watched The Equalizer. Um, actually, I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh. I got to the part where- um, I started watching the part where it turns into an action movie. Ah, good one. Yeah, where, where you, you think you're watching, like, I don't know, like a comedy or a drama, mm. and all of a sudden it's like, nah, fuck, and then it just goes, like, crazy. Yep. That's where I, I was- um, You skipped forward to. No, I flicked the TV on, I was up to that oh, bit, I was like, holy fuck, sweet. like- Nailed we're it. We're set. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, that was pretty good. That's good. Nice. And then, uh, Role Models was on after that. Sweet. Different channel, though. All right. It was a great night. Nailed it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Big night in. <laughs> and you were drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Good movie time. Shall we start this podcast? I think so, because I don't have much else to talk about, so. Okay. Um. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Now. Well, after this. Are we putting this at the end? Well, I don't know. Shit. Let's just roll. We'll figure it out. This is going to be like the- the cold open. Oh, and then we just start and like the music's playing yep. in the, the beginning. Yeah. And then we just go. It's it's something that sitcoms do. Hmm. And I would know because I've watched them all over of them. over again. Yeah. Repeatedly. Today's Tuesday, 3rd of uh, November. We're in towards the end of the year now. Yeah. Um, it's 2015. This is The Gap, episode 297. I'm Luke Laurie. With me is Job Guru, as always. Yep. And uh, we had a busy weekend. We did. So, we should talk about that. Later. How are you? <laughs> no? Yep. I was going to say, how is your body feeling? My body's fine. <laughs> your body's ready? But we're going to start with Joby Rant. Which one? Which game? Not a game. Oh. Gains on that is shutting down. Oh, I thought you were going to leave this for news. No, it's not news. It's a rant. Okay, go. 
Uh, on, an, on an interesting day as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Which uh, is in news. <laughs> but um, Games on Air is shutting down. And, uh, and that's because Games Media is quickly turning into fucking garbage. And I can't see a way out. I, I just can't anymore. I like, you know, I keep looking and I keep looking and pretty soon, like, my plan to become the Bill Simmons of fucking esports writing is going to be my only fucking avenue here. Of making money. Money, yeah, because uh, everywhere else is getting shut down so that people can watch fucking YouTubes. And Twitch. Where all anyone does is flight a fucking game as much as they can because they know that if like you can't you can't make any money if you constantly switch fucking games every fucking week the only people there is only like fucking handful like five people who manage to make money doing that and if you fucking slam games then you don't get the games anymore I talk to a lot of fucking YouTubers on the weekend or Twitch whatever's whatever the fuck they are whatever you call them fucking Influences, video they're content called influences produce- by oh, publishers. Okay, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like as bad as like as much as I've always attempted to call myself a games reviewer uh, instead of a games journalist because I don't feel that fucking label fits me. Right. At least nobody ever fucking described me as a fucking influencer. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. What's yeah? Let's get Job involved because he's an influencer. Um. That sort of implies a positive influence, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, and that's that's sort of just like the, the fucking wheelhouse that they fucking fit into. And it's not like... I'm not saying that they're bad people because I like... I enjoy, like, being around them. They're fucking cool people, right? But they're not going to fucking bring the heat that a fucking game needs to fucking make games better anymore. Five years from now, games are going to be fucking garbage because the only people who are going to talk bad about games are Yahtzee, who people, ever like, everyone just fucking ignores. Everyone's like, oh, that's just his stick, even though he usually has something fucking pretty fucking pointed to say, mm. right? Uh, Angry Joe show which uh i'm not sure how he's gonna go if i stop writing reviews because you know he usually just it's just pretty much what i said last week right like <laughs> you go watch his fucking halo 5 review and oh man it's got it's got pay to win oh interesting interesting somebody said that last week on oh, the story's garbage interesting somebody said oh it was jobo it was jobo the smartest fucking game review in the world but it doesn't matter because everyone said he was wrong and and then Angry Joe comes in and then everyone on Reddit's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, Angry Joe. And Total Biscuit, which, you know, as sad as it is to say, um, <clears throat> might not be around in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, fucking what the fuck is going to go on then? Nobody's going to fucking say anything bad about games anymore. Everything's going to get a fucking eight. Even games that people hate will still get eights like Arthur hates Halo, but he still gave it a fucking eight, right? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on there? I know he likes the multiplayer, and, and in his defense, um, yeah, I, I, know, I do know he likes the multiplayer, and he tends to treat technolo- technology and fucking graphics a lot more leniently than I do, but still, fuck. Mm. Like, what the... F- where, where the fuck does this go? Where the fuck does this go from here on out, right? If there's no games on that, what what is there left for... 
paid gigs in Australia. Yeah. Sweet fuck all, right? There's no fucking hyper magazine anymore. That's quarterly. Uh, there's PC Power Play, but I think I'm blacklisted from them or something. I don't know. I can't get fucking work from them <laughs> for life for me. So that's fucking bananas. I'm blacklisted. I'm sorry, grey listed from Halo. Uh, sorry, from Microsoft, Microsoft. again. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, pretty sure I am definitely blacklisted by home entertainment suppliers, but that's okay. Why would that be? Oh, I can't imagine. Um, rugby something? Rugby, rugby League something, Live? Yeah. yeah. I think I was harsher on Halo than I was on fucking Rugby League Live. <laughs> um, that lunatic, by the way, Ross, uh, <laughs> he's still fucking, he's still posting up, like, New reviews, and I, I like someone pointed out the other day. Oh, he's he's posted a new review, and he was pretty positive about it. This person like rated it a six, and he's posted up. He's like, oh yeah, fair enough. I get it a six point five. You lunatic! Why <laughs> that person is harsher than me? You fucking crazy motherfucker! Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's where this is going, right? Like, where where the fuck? In five years from now, everyone's going to be like, well, I can't understand why every game is fucking microtransactions all the time. I, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, you know, people talk about it on YouTubes or whatever. Nah, it's not going to happen. I can't understand why every fucking game is five and a half hours long and it ends at the start of the fucking third act like Halo 5 does. No, I don't know. Why, why would that be? No, because, you know, you got rid of all the fucking... all the people who are doing this shit properly. And... Yeah, you decided to start listening to fucking YouTubers who all they do is, yeah, flake games. Because, like, even, like, if you are a fucking, let's say you are a Hearthstone Mm -hmm. streamer or YouTuber, right? How much are you going to say you dislike that game, right, over time? Obviously, there are Hearthstone uh, streamers and YouTubers who uh, complain about the game. Yep. That's because, obviously, everyone complains about ga- like the game as part of the matter. But they're never going to fucking write this shit off as, oh, you know what? Ultimately, I don't think Hearthstone can be a fucking esport. Hmm. And it can't be a fucking esport. At the end of the day, Hearthstone can't be an esport, right? Because it's too fucking RNG for it to be competitive, right? There's just no fucking way. And Blizzard don't have it in them to move, to alter the fucking game at a fast enough speed for it to actually mean anything. So you're going to wind up with a fucking... You know, it took them... Grim Patron, like, took fucking... I don't know eight months to fucking sort out, right? Like, the first time someone worked out that you could basically auto-win your way to Legendary or a fucking Grim Patron deck, right? It took them eight months to fix that. It's not that hard. <laughs> Everyone worked out what needed to happen yep. in fucking half a week. They're like, maybe you should nerf Warsong Commander? And no, no, they're like, oh, but then you'll ruin the entire... The entire deck. That doesn't fucking matter. It's a fucking card game. You've got someone who's got a fucking 80% win chance. That's fucking ludicrous, right? Like, you, it should be 50. That 50% win chance is fucking balanced. And now you've got Secrets Paladin. Hmm. Secrets Paladin is the new one everyone's fucking crazy about. I made a Secrets Paladin. Uh, but I did it before everyone knew it was fucking crazy bananas. So I got some cheap wins out of that. That was good. But uh, it is fucking crazy. Hmm. 
crazy oh, good. That was me. Uh, oh, that was good. Um, <laughs> if shit, if a shit player like me can eke out a fucking sixty-six percent win rate up around the ten rank, <laughs> like just casual as fuck, all I do is jump on and play dailies. <laughs> then good players will be using that fucking like deck. Have, they'll have proper fucking cards in there, unlike the fucking trash that I've put in to fill out the fucking deck. And they'll have a fucking solid fucking thing going. They'll have a fucking solid run at the fucking legendary, just like Grim Patron did. There's no way that game is balanced. And if it's not balanced, it's not competitive. If it's not competitive, it can't be an eSport, but you're not going to see a lot of fucking Hearthstone YouTubers and streamers saying, oh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's never going to be an eSport, because that ruins them. All of them play in the fucking tournaments. All of them, that's how half of them make them fucking, the bulk of their money is by playing in tournaments, right? And they stream the tournaments. That's how, so, like, if that's the case, then what reason would they have to critically analyze a game properly? Hmm. None. Zero. Zero at all. That's never going to happen again. It's fucking over. Holy shit. It's because they're all, like, they're all just being used as, as marketing at this stage. Oh, yeah. And we've seen it, like, we've seen it come up over the last couple of years and the publishers are the ones to blame at the moment because uh, while everyone was on the the corruption bandwagon and, you know, games writers are corrupt and they get paid to write scores from the publishers whereas that was not really the case yeah it was and then some of us are sitting there being like well have you looked at youtube they're the ones actually receiving money yeah um to talk positively about games and you know the proof was out there it all came out at one stage what two years ago something like that yeah um, how they were getting offered, you know, you weren't allowed to say anything bad about the game. And there were your CPMs, a- and it's it's still exactly the same. Yep. Um, and yeah, the, like it's something we've talked about in the last maybe year or this year in particular, where we've gone, we've been going to events and looking around and being like, there's a there's a couple people here that we don't really know, and you go and talk to them. Oh yeah, we're YouTubers or Twitch people, and and it seems to be the 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 writers that are kind of um slowly disappearing um yeah and it's it's i think that's the publisher's fault i mean we've got overwatch which is out what came out last week um yep and nobody has keys to that unless you're a streamer or youtuber um and we're getting keys at some stage but i i think soon but at the moment there's no no one in the media that's got it yeah yeah because they just want people to stream it uh, and not say, I guess, negative things about it. So, yeah, it's a weird landscape at the moment. Well, the thing is, right, I don't begrudge the YouTubers and streamers from doing what they're doing and making some fucking money, yeah. right? Like, they... All of the ones I've talked to have all been very clear that they consider themselves to be entertainment, Yeah, right? That's cool. Not fucking... Not critical, critically analyzing this shit, right? That's what I'm. That that's like the fucking point I'm making is that they don't see themselves as needing to critically analyze a fucking game because they don't see it as something that is important to how they entertain their viewers. And if I think what annoys me the most is that I genuinely believe Australia has the best games reviewers in the world, right? Like I totally believe it. I think that not only have we, like, just by virtue of having to be funnier and more insightful just to exist, 
alongside America like, and Europe. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted, if you wanted your review to go into official PlayStation uh, Magazine UK, if you wanted the Australian one to go in there, then you needed it to be a cut above everything that they were writing. Yeah. It had to always be, and so it just sort of it was a crucible. It just sort of fucking created this situation where all all the best reviewers were continuously challenging each other to be better to the point where we absolutely have the best fucking reviewers in the world. Yeah, and that goes for your your online, like IGN, GameSpot. Um, there's Game Informer as well, the same sort of thing, where everyone's yeah. kind, of, kind of fighting for that spotlight. Yeah, exactly. And yet, at the same time, game reviewers in Australia... Game journalists in Australia disappearing very quickly. Yeah, places for them to write are going away, and you can't just pitch a review at fucking Polygon or something because they have, well, they have their own special circle, yeah, person uh, <laughs> uh, in charge of reviews. Uh, but uh, I digress. Um, you can't just like pitch at international sites because. They need specific things. They want their, you know, if they're American, then invariably they'll have the fucking game well before you do anyway. But uh, if they're from, like, somewhere in Europe, then they want, you know, a certain perspective that an Australian can't fucking deliver. I've, like, had it before. I've had German dudes tell me, oh, can you, like, send me an email, send me a pitch, and, and we'll see what we can do. And I'll send them a pitch. And then they'll be like, oh, um a lot of this doesn't really translate to German very well. Like, like I, I, I definitely see what you're saying, but I can't make it, make it be said in German. Yeah. So can you put more Stein in here? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of those things. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I guess like I'm, I'm definitely coming across pretty resentful. Uh, and, and I totally understand why. That's because I'm fucking resentful. The games on net is shutting down, especially a week after my Halo review came out. Um, it definitely feels like I've killed yet another site. Uh, it's, but it's not a very comfortable feeling, but it's not, it's not, that's not what it is. Oh, I know. The trend is that when a big company buys another company in video games, we have to sacrifice an Australian media outlet. Uh, Are you seeing the trend here? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I like it. I like yeah. it. I don't like it, but I like it. That's a good trend. That's a good trend. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's not actually why it, why it happened either. Um, it's just related to TPG deciding that they don't need um, a video games media portal anymore. But uh, it sure is weird that uh, how much would games on that have cost a year do you reckon me you're asking me yeah just uh to run? guest yeah do they have servers yes do they have file library sort of Ooh. maybe do you know oh no oh, okay i would probably say maybe a million maybe less yeah probably a bit less if it was anything like game arena yeah uh, it would have been a bit less, like 800k. Yeah. Yeah, a year. And that includes staff salaries and um, and freelance budget. 
Staff salaries are probably not the biggest costs. It'd be the the, the hardware costs, infrastructure, infrastructure yeah. costs. Yeah, yeah. For so the servers and the game servers and the file libraries and keeping the site up because um, they're hosting. Uh, what well, I mean, I don't know p- particulars about what's happened, but they host stuff for for Valve and Steam yeah. and Xbox. Apparently, it's um, all going away. So if that's all going away. Then I'm changing ISPs, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If that's all going away, then yes. Um, yesterday, Optus signed a deal with the EPL to pay sixty-three million dollars a year for the license rights, a season rather, for the license rights to to broadcast and uh, stream the English Premier League in Australia. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include... That is the license rights. That's not including infrastructure, staff, fucking anything. That is literally just 63 million bucks for the the privilege of showing fucking soccer games on uh, a national broadband network that is not capable of handling that sort of data. And, uh, yeah, like fucking 1% of that would have kept uh, games on net running. It would have kept Game Arena running. 1% of that. And yet, TPG and Telstra both decided that they can't can't use that money on fucking quality game sites. That's fucking insane to me, right? Especially considering, right, I don't know how Games on Net was doing, but Game Arena was making money. So it's not even like it was fucking just a fucking hole in the ground. It wasn't just a sinkhole for cash. It was turning a profit. Mm. So it was actually net positive for them to just let it go. But no, they just got rid of it. Game publishers want to spend money on advertising, right? And so to hardware manufacturers, they desperately want to spend money on advertising. They fucking love that. Uh, But... No, they don't care. Anyway, um, so I guess what I'm saying is everything's fucked and uh, games games are fucked. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I kind of just want to go play Fallout now. In Australia, have you got it? No. Oh, gosh. You're lucky. We nearly just ended the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Should we talk about games? Let's talk about games. PAX. PAX was on uh, over the weekend. Yep. Uh, I don't know about you, but I didn't play anything else outside of that. I played Hacknet. Hacknet? Yep. Okay, what did you think of that? I like it. Yeah. It's unbelievably addictive. Did you do what I recommended, which was play the song, the uh, the songs from the Tron Legacy soundtrack? No, I didn't, but I will now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that game's fucking hella addictive. Uh, you just sort of, uh, like the very first thing I had to hack after the tutorial. Yeah. I had already forgotten all of the fucking commands and it took me fucking forever <laughs> to work out what the fuck I was supposed to do. Uh, I'm like, oh, it's like fucking, it starts with a P, uh, P, 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 probably like a vowel after this, P, A, P, A. <laughs> fucking eventually I get port hack oh my god and it's like nope wrong uh, you need to open up a, uh, a 
port first or yeah. like, you need a free port first I'm like oh fuck how do I do that P P <laughs> port open probe probe and then uh, and then then I the SSH thing and etc etc and um but no it's it's like I found that my um my habit of reading like the first and last paragraphs hmm. uh which is how I do most quests in most games now uh it's not yeah. extremely helpful in this uh you got to read all of the fucking email for the quest or whatever the fuck it is because otherwise you get very fucking lost okay um i just got past the bit where the dude hacks you uh you've been playing for a while then maybe i think i only played about an hour of of that game oh and you when i talked about it okay you didn't get hacked i don't think so okay well yeah uh, I I have no idea how long I played for. Like that's how fucking addicted I was to it. I'm just like fucking sitting there, like it's like lunchtime, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play Hackman for a bit, and then suddenly it's like five, and I'm like, well, I didn't do any fucking work today. <laughs> cool. Guess I you get. You could have been doing work though. Hmm? You could have been uh, doing work. Yeah, you could have been streaming that me. shit. Oh, of course could have been streaming that shit who the fuck would want to watch that well i don't know people apparently that's a thing these days yeah anyway um so yeah um i i like it yeah uh it's i know it was playing at pax i don't know how you would have played it at pax they yeah it's uh, i mean i think it's just a show like you know this is kind of what it's like um Uh, that is the worst fucking demo so this is what it's like. Mm. It looks like when you uh, open, you type CMD into Windows, and then you run fucking uh, like IP config and shit. Yep. So that's what that's what the game is. Um, see if you enjoy it. No, that seems terrible. It seems like a terrible plan, but uh, no, I found some weird, like, hidden shit that I wasn't supposed to, and stole some stuff that I wasn't supposed to, and that's all good. So, that's cool. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, I heard that game sold a lot. Yeah. I didn't want to say exactly how much it sold. Right. Because I wasn't sure if it was a press release or if it was someone that told me. Right. Um, But I have found a press release saying that did sell a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How much did it sell? Uh... In its first 10 weeks, it grossed more than $650,000 in Australia. Swoosh. So, that's pretty cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. And that's from uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah. I heard some different figures over oh. the weekend, but oh, yeah. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, well, a, yeah. it's a cool game. Yeah, it is. You just feel like Mr. Robot. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was Mr. Robot. You felt like Seamus. Seamus uh, Byrne. Oh, uh, yeah. He was wearing that jacket everywhere. He loved it. Did you see it? Yeah. It's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it was good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, PAX. PAX. Uh, I, I got there on Thursday, Thursday, as I said. Yep. Um, I went to an event in North Melbourne for uh, uh, Zero Latency, it's called. Oh, yeah. Um. Let me just check. That is right. Because I've been telling... Yeah, that's it. 
You've been telling me it's something different. Yeah, I think velocity or something. Yeah, velocity VR. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck that's come from. I have no idea. But uh, anyway, uh, zero latency, and I'll get the whereabouts it is. It, it's basically North Melbourne. Right. Um, and it's just this giant warehouse. Yeah. Uh, that is set up with like dozens and dozens of, of cameras uh playstation eye cameras attached to the roof um and then each person gets to wear this like ghostbusters gear but it's not like full-on ghostbusters gear like it's not as big as what you'd expect it to be it's kind of yeah. like this really small computer that goes on your back yep um and then you get uh vr headsets and then you also get a prop gun and on this gun is a trigger a, uh, a basically a PlayStation Move orb attached to the, the top of it as well. Yeah. Kind of like near your, your sight. And then there's uh, a button on the bottom of the uh, clip. And then there's another one on the side of the clip, which is used to change like your fire rate or what type of ammo you want to shoot. There was like a grenade button. Um, so it's basically you and a bunch of other people you get into this room, they suit you up, and you put on this VR headset, and it's a virtual reality um, zombie shooting game, where at the very start, we were kind of just in this dark kind of underground street below like a bridge, a uh, bunch of barrels on fire, cars all looking like crap, and then you start moving towards waypoints, which you'll see in your in your HUD. Yep. Your HUD being your your peripheral what you can see yeah there's no actual um you know hard there um but we can see waypoint markers so we walk over there in real life which makes us move as well and then we go stand on this uh everybody gets into their own circle and uh and then the elevator starts going up and at that stage we were like all right let's see we let's see what happens here so we all started teabagging hang on (laughs) nice how did you communicate we could hear each other we had, because uh, our, our um, VR headsets also had headphones and a mic. Oh, okay. Cool. So, we could talk to each other. Yep. Um, but also, because we were standing next to each other as well, we could you still kind of hear. Yep. yep. So, even if for some reason it wouldn't come through the headsets. Yep. Uh, we, were, we were like, we we're standing next to each other. So, it would still, you know. Like, if you got too close to someone, it would come up on the screen and say, hey, um, you know, collision warning. You're going to run into somebody, which kind of happened once or twice where we were running into each other. But right. we weren't allowed to run. It, um, it was basically walking because obviously don't want people hurting each other. Yep. But anyway, so this elevator starts going up. We start crouching um, and teabagging seeing to, just to see if it would work. Yep. Because when we were outside watching... Um, everybody else play the graphics you look at them and you're like uh, you know it's not it doesn't look very good like it's very basic yep it looks kind of ordinary but once you're in there and like this headset goes on hmm. just things still look a bit janky but it's still very like you feel like you're in that world and it still looks cool so we were all teabagging it was working like that was all mapped up um, in terms of the height and what your character was doing so that was cool <laughs> And then from there, we got up to the top of this elevator and then we started basically moving backwards and forwards within this room. So, it was kind of making you go from one side to the other and also 
like even though we were in this warehouse like it wasn't it was basically going all right you go to this side of the room and then it'll load the next part of the map so you would always turn around or face a different direction and then um you know it would reveal more of the area so they're still like working on bits bits of that like Mm. trying to make it more immersive i guess yeah but there were situations where the screen would just go like gray and we'd see floating guns um that could also be because what we experienced was a very short demo of what the full thing is right i think it's like a 45 minute session normally yeah we only had about 15 minutes okay but yeah so basically we get to the point where zombies start coming at us uh all shit just breaks loose uh, and you're shooting at zombies trying to take them down they're just running at you and um it's a really weird experience because like generally when you're playing a video game you're just like oh whatever like that's you know on the screen but when this thing is like right up into your face and running at you uh yeah you get this feeling like it's going to hit you it's it's really strange um but anyway like even point like when we first put it on we would look at the ground and there were barrels and crates and boxes and you're like shit i don't want to i don't want to stand on that because i know i'm gonna like i'm gonna run it or trip or something like that um and we were playing with i was playing with steve right from survivor and he he was wanted to walk into the car and he said it was such a weird feeling walking into that car because he he, yeah it just didn't seem right yeah when he was doing it and so we got to the point where uh even even though we're in this open floor space they were like simulating walls and whatnot there yeah uh and i was trying to walk around like even though i could walk through them i wasn't trying to do that i would walk around walls or yeah, yeah. peer around them and just do all this cool stuff and uh basically this went on for about 10 or 15 minutes and then we got to this point where uh there was basically we're at the top of this two build wall building and to get to the other side of the building there was like this plank of wood we had to cross and i was like oh my gosh so i wasn't gonna go first i was like someone else goes first and steve gets on this plank of wood and ends up falling off the side of this bridge and you just see his character sort of just go Whoop, and steve goes oh, i don't know what's going on like i can't did i fall off and we're like yeah you just like you just see him tumble off and just <laughs> off in the distance uh, so i end up going about second last right and i get onto this bridge and rather than walking across it, um, I start just shuffling my feet because I can look down and can just see just the bottom of the floor just going on for, you know, me- hundreds of meters. Yeah. And then to top that off, they had fans up on the ceiling and they were like simulating wind. Right. And at that stage, once the fans kicked, well, once I started moving in towards the fans, because they weren't there when I started crossing, um, I started to get like a bit of like vertigo or like a seasickness type thing where I felt like I was swaying and uh, or it could have just been the force of the wit like the all the um the fans I had because I had quite a few of them up there and uh, at that stage yeah I was just like oh shit I need to get I felt like I was gonna fall like tip over because I was trying to balance myself on this wood but also trying to get across because it wasn't straight it was angled um like on a bit of a say 45 degree slant so you're not walking directly like oh, i'm just gonna go straight you had to kind of shimmy across it you know oh, it was so horrific uh but anyway about halfway through i was like fuck it i turned around and sort of looked behind me for some stupid reason uh 
And then as I look behind me, the other guy is is pretty close. And I see zombies start, like, running in through the door. I'm just like, oh, fuck. So, I quickly just start running across this bridge, turn around, and everybody just starts shooting because the zombies start just piling and piling onto this bridge. There's, like, 50 or 60 of them just running towards us. Uh, eventually, the bridge just... Uh, just collapses and falls and all the zombies just go down with it that have been running through us. Um, but at that point, they stopped the demo and said, right. you know, you guys did really well. No one else got to that part uh, tonight or they were telling everybody that. But we spoke to some of the other guys uh, and no one did that bit yet. But for me, that was the point where I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. Like getting a feeling of being um, on a really tall building yeah. was pretty cool. And everybody that I spoke to in our group that had done, that stood on that bridge thought that part was insane. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to with VR. Yeah. Um, and now that I've experienced that, I'm like, well, that's not what we're getting because right. everybody at home doesn't have a warehouse they can- Sure. They can sit in. Yeah. And also, the experiences even inside a warehouse are limited because you've only got so much room to work with. You've got to have- um You've got to get to a point where you can't run into walls, right? Because you need it to load and then turn you around and go in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, unless you get one of those moving floors. 360 degree treadmill. Yeah. With yep. one of those things. Like that is something that could possibly work, but, um, you know, that, that seems dangerous at some stage as well. The outlay as well. Yeah. Quite large. Do you have a, like a, um, you know, a harness that, that sits on you attached to your roof so you don't fall over? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, so that stuff's really cool. What, what, um, the kind of VR we've experienced is normally just the sitting, um, you know, in a, a space pilot's, um, fighter squadron or something like that type situation, which works. Yeah. Uh, you've done a couple others, but at what stage does that become just gimmicky and, you know, repetitive. It's the same experiences over and over again, or... Uh, I'd probably play Elite... I'd play No Man's Sky. Yeah. Forever in VR. Okay. Probably. Hmm. Um, I can't see any reason why I'd stop. But then again, you can get out of your fucking plane in that as well. Yeah. Elite Dangerous, you can't get out of your, your spaceship, so maybe... Well, not yet. Yeah. Didn't they just... are they putting that in? Oh, but you're still in a vehicle. Are you still in? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so that was, yeah, that was quite quite cool. It's in uh, North Melbourne. Uh, you can go to zerolatencyvr.com and check it out. Yep. Uh, let me just check. I'm seeing if they have pricing here. I think but it's quite expensive. I heard it was like, oh, it's not that much. Go on. Here it says $88 oh, per person. Shit. Someone told me it was like 150 or something like that. That's what I imagined. Yeah. Maybe they... Um, Adjusted the price. Yeah. Maybe they had multiple people going and then just told me the total price. Right. Anyway. I don't know. That's weird. So, I can't I can't confirm the um, mission time either. I thought it was like 45 minutes. Yep. But... That seems, um, not that they've told me how much it is. Now, I don't know if, I, if that's correct. Right. Anyway. Swoosh. Well, thanks for that detailed report there, Luke. Yeah. That was cool, though. Really cool. If you're in Melbourne and you got some free time, check it out. Fuck yeah. Cool. Because it's, it's pretty fun. Awesome. 
Uh, and then what else did I do Thursday? No, that was it. I just went drinking the rest of it. Swoosh. Pack started. Yep, on Friday. Friday. Were you there? I was um, when it opened. Yeah. So. So not before it opened. Before it opened, I was there. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, they opened the the floor to media, and I'm not sure who else. I don't think it was just media because when I got in there, the line for PlayStation VR was pretty big already. Right. And I was like, "What the fuck." Uh, and I looked at the people in it. And I was like, I don't know any of these people. They were probably speakers or... Were they loud and early? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe other exhibitors were just being assholes and lining up for are they, stuff. Are they really assholes? That's the only yeah. chance they get to play any fucking games Fuck all week. them. I wanted to see PlayStation VR. Oh. So, I walked past that and was like, I'm not waiting for that. That that line already looks you like it's jumped in. About and then as soon as the doors opened, fucking straight to the front. While they all fucking piss bolt back to their own booths. Yeah. See, that's thinking. That could have been thinking. Yep. So instead, I went and played uh, Dark Souls 3 was the first game I played. It was- Swishkar. It was empty. Nice. Fantastic. Fuck yeah. Uh, so I walked- actually, actually walked past this and I told you before that when I looked at it, I thought they were showing Bloodborne. Yeah. Because uh, the level they had on looked exactly like the assets from Bloodborne. Like yeah. that gothic cathedral type thing that they have in that game. Yep. Um, yeah. Really confused me. But anyway, once I got closer and saw the the um, the sign that said Dark Souls, I was like, oh, okay, well, I should probably go check that out. But yeah, it plays like Dark Souls. I don't know if there's much else I can say. There's a third bar on there now. I don't know what that is. It was like a blue bar. I don't remember it. Yeah. Maybe the ad? No. I think that was the same build I played. There was like red, yellow, red, blue, yellow, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Super weird. Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't... I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I think I died twice and I was like, all right, I'm good. I understand this is Dark Souls game. There's no point in me playing it much under these con- conditions. Right. Because um, I don't know where I'm supposed to be going and... Uh, you don't have time to find out. Yeah, I don't have time to find out. I'm going to go play other games. But Close. it looks looks good. So looks like Dark Souls. After that... Yeah. Uh, pinball machines. Perfect. I don't have time to learn the intricacies of this unbelievably uh, highly anticipated fucking video game that everyone wants to play. Yeah. I need to go play Pinball Machine. It'd be like them showing me 10 minutes of the middle of the new Star Wars movie and me like, here you go. Nah. I was, I'd be like, nah, fuck, fuck off. You might have learned out a lot what the fuck the blue meter was for. I probably could have. It seemed to be going up and down as, as I was stammering. But so was the other bar. So, and I was getting hit so that all three of them were just going all over the place. Okay. Just bars. Just bars everywhere. And and the other thing that didn't help was they wouldn't let you change weapons. What? They wouldn't let you change weapons in the build. Yeah. So, if it was the same build that I played, you could. Well, it wasn't on the menu. Oh, you couldn't... No, you couldn't change via inventory. Yeah, it wasn't... You just had you, to switch. Well, games. you could switch, but there was nothing in there. It was just... You picked them up as you went along. If you'd played for more than two lives, you might have found that uh, out. <laughs> anyway, he had fireballs or some shit, and I was like, oh, arrows, bolters of arrows. I don't use any of that stuff. I just use a sword, a shield, and I stab motherfuckers. Sure. Because that's baby's dark souls. Maybe you should have picked... Not the magic user, then. I, that's all they had <laughs> when I played it. I I then um, turned around and played about 
two seconds of um, Just Cause 3. Oh, yeah. Before someone found me and started talking to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I was playing Dark Souls and I think it was Nick Healy from CNET. Oh, yeah. Started talking to me and I died and then uh, that's why I walked away. That's, right. That would be right. Did you say goodbye to Nick or did you just walk away? No, I just walked. It was just mid-sentence. <laughs> just left. He's like, sorry, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Pimple. later on tonight, I'm going to be on a trivia panel with Joe. Okay, okay. Bye, Luke. Yeah. Ha I've convinced him to leave the Dark Souls. Now I get to play it. That's what happened. <laughs> All the other Dark Souls were empty as well. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. He wanted that one. Anyway, so after that, we played some Family Guy pinball machines. Oh, even, uh, even worse. Only because the Star Wars one was being used. Oh. So... Fucking ex- exhibitors up to their old tricks. I think it was the guy that was running the place. Oh, even worse. Because him and another dude were walking around and, like, testing them all. Oh. Uh, and then I just came along and started playing Family Guy. Totes. Anyway, that game was fucking crazy. Because oh. at one stage, I had, like, four balls going at once. Uh, like a multi-ball. Sweet. And then all the balls disappeared because I, I was shit at it. Okay. And then the next round started, and then I did the same thing again. I got another four balls. It was nuts. Sweet. Yeah. That's basically all you want from it. Pretty much. Yeah. It lasted probably- Four seconds. About four seconds. Yeah. Cool. 10 seconds, maybe. Nice. Longer than the other pinball experience I had on the weekend. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I went to a uh, Pixel Alley, which is in, uh, I think, Fitzroy. Okay. I went with- Hipster um, Central. Yeah, Hipster Central. went with- uh, Jess and Zareen uh, from GameSpot, GameSpot and also Alex from Kotaku. We cool. went out for dinner that night. Ooh la la. Yeah, fancy. Mm. It was a really good dinner, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, um, we walked about a minute around the block and we found this arcade place, went in there, had a, a, some cocktails. Cool. They had gaming-themed cocktails. Oh. I got a 80s Skyline, which is bourbon. Um, Zareen got a... I think it was called a pipe dream. Right. And it was Mario related. It, it actually came What's in- What's the 80s skyline related to? I don't know. I thought it was maybe um, like a one of the car games. Yeah. Pole, like- Pole position or- Outrun? Outrun, maybe. No, I was thinking- um, uh, I, can't, I can't think of it. Daytona! No. No. I'll think of it soon. Okay. Anyway, hers came in like this this uh, Mario, like actual pipe, which looked pretty cool. And then uh, Jess got a Pac-Man bubble tea. I don't know what the full name of it was. Anyway, but it came in like this plastic cup and the whole you know cover on it. They, they sealed it up and had latches in it and they gave her a straw. And then Alex was boring and got like a straight scotch or something what a weenus <laughs> can't wait to destroy that motherfucker in fantasy basketball this week yeah I have six more games than him really yeah, of over. course you do because you're probably swapping I haven't paper. been swapping anyone I got rid of trash like I said oh, I saw you up the acquisitions number by the way did I yeah no, I didn't yeah, I did. it's three now did you do it while I was asleep How or something? Well, no, I did not. You used my phone. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. You're ridiculous. It's fucking three acquisitions. Really? And it's about time it is. Because the worst thing was, I went to get Langston Galloway. Yeah. Because he was fucking on a tear. And, uh, and I went into the fucking 
uh, I, I I picked him up off the fucking waivers. Okay. And it counted for this week's fucking acquisitions straight away because I did it yesterday after the last game. Okay. I'm yeah. Like, oh, after the first game had started, rather. So I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's bullshit. I just wanted it to be for last week. I wanted to use all my acquisitions last week. Oh, hang on. There's three of them. That's okay. Oh, I wonder if because it was a short week last week. Oh, well, I'm I'm okay with three, so don't fucking change it. Because I definitely didn't change it. It doesn't say I've changed it in the- um, I did think it was weird that it didn't say you changed it. In the league rules. thing, yeah. it doesn't say I've changed it. Because no. maybe I drunk changed it. You see or, James Harden? You drunk changed it? I didn't see James Harden. I had a good day today. It's good because I nearly put a bet on, a multi-bet today oh. for OKC to win. It was oh. one of the- Everybody that I picked would have won except OKC. Because I was like, they're playing trash today. That would have been upsetting. Yeah. And it wasn't by many points either. Fucking enough. Westbrook fuck. went ham as well. Fucking double-double with assists. Did he? Yeah. Crazy bastard. Yeah. Anyway. So, we were at this uh, Pixel Alley. Right. And they had a pinball machine. They had, they had multiple pinball machines there. Um, free. No, they weren't free. Well, that's horseshit. They were $2 or a dollar or something. Horseshit. Depending on how much money you put in. I think it was $2 for one play. And then $5 got you three plays. Horseshit. So, um, Jess jumped onto Monster Bash, which was- like all these different types of Halloween monster type things. Sure. Uh, wasn't very good at it. And then I was like, I can do better than that. And then got onto the one next to hers, which was Iron Man. Um, did a little bit better, but only probably lasted like two minutes all up. Like the balls just were gone. Sounds about normal for you, Lurker. <laughs> Straight down the hole. Balls going down the hole. Two and minutes then, and it's over. And then Alex. Is like so rude. Like I'm being kind. I'm not like oh, I'm gonna play on Jess's machine and fucking smash her score. I was just like I'll go play a different one. And Alex jumps on the same one as me and he's like, watch this, and then sucks less like than I do. He 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 got like half the score I did. Yeah, and I didn't get a very good. I got like two million, like two point four million. He got like one point one million. What was the high score? Like one hundred and forty three million. Yeah. You guys yeah. Dre was smashing everybody on that machine and the one Jess is playing as well. Um, anyway, so we um, we finished those cocktails and then and then got out of there and went somewhere else. But that's that's my pinball experience for that weekend. Good story. What's next? Next up is I think you came around about no no way. Okay. So, as I was talking to Nick um, from CNET, he's like, you need to go and play uh, this indie game called Roto Color Runners. Um, and he's like, it's really trippy. Just go check it out. He made this, this dude made this game in like a couple, like couple weeks, like two or three weeks. Okay. So, I said, all right. So, I, when I got to the indie section, that was the first game I went over and played. And it's basically this this like person running on the screen um, and they're there's like three different lanes each lane is represented by a, like a color in the rainbow spectrum and then down the bottom you've got your red green and blue which you moved basically uh using the arrow buttons left or right would determine which one of those you would select and then each one of these lanes um as you would basically choose what lane you're in would create rainbows of colors behind you and as they're running 
it would basically have this effect where um like sort of like rotoscoping type thing where you would see their trail behind them and it would kind of kind of leave this effect behind like a fading effect sure and then the objective of this game was just to to transition from each lane and collect these orbs um which would also generate music so it was this like trippy like audio stuff yeah with colors with colors and sound and as you would as you would get correct orbs um and basically try and make all the colors of the rainbow behind you you would have to like make sure that as i'm in each lane not only am i having to get um each of these orbs correctly because if i miss one then i lose a color behind me but i've got to make sure i transition through each of the rgbs and um you know red greens blues not the the poop because that's what you're thinking and yeah that was pretty much it that was the objective of it he made that in like three weeks it was pretty cool it's interesting what's an rgb i know what an agb is. i was thinking agb all uh, right but but you were thinking agb <laughs> no i just can't imagine like i can't actually picture the game you're talking about like it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. So, what I wrote here as my notes, indie game from Sydney, running on the track, getting orbs of light to create color and sound, trippy as fuck LSD baby. Nice. Yeah. Nailed it. That's how. Well, yep. That's how it just came across. Yeah. Which makes sense as why Nick would like it. Of course. <laughs> uh, then after that, oh shit, my, my thing's going all over the place. After that... Uh, you showed up. No. You you didn't show up, but we'll get to the bit later on where what I played. I played Rav- Rivalry at that stage. Ah. So we'll get back to that bit later. Sure. Um, you showed up at the show. Yep. Have you got any stories to tell before that or? Uh, no, on the bus, uh, they were playing nothing but the best R&B hmm. Of all time, and it was fucking like awesome. just a random person or Fuji. No, it was on the fucking radio. Okay, they're fucking killing it. It was really good, uh, but no, that's all I got. I got to the hotel, checked in, uh, didn't have a bed yet. Like, okay, it's all good. And then um, the bed was delivered by the time we got back that it night, was, which yeah. is much later. Yeah. Um, Willie Mason was on my flight. I told you this. You did tell me that. Yeah. Uh, Nobody famous on my plane. No. Uh, I was in the window seat on my plane. Flew down with Jetstar. I hate flying with Jetstar. Didn't have any baggage either. I bought baggage. Ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, I got down there and it must have been about one by the time I got in. Was it? PAX, yeah, ish. Okay. Think so, yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. What time they open? Uh, I don't know. Like 10 or 11. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I didn't land until, like, 12. Okay.-ish. So, yeah, about one. Yeah, I was walking around talking to people a lot. So. And, uh, yeah, came in, went straight to the tabletop arena, because that's what we said we were going to do all weekend. Yep. Uh, and you weren't there and uh, no I wasn't then I found you and what did we do then we played uh, Battleborn oh yeah we did too 5 versus 5 PvP yeah so we lined up we lined up for that 
But um, because we don't push in. Uh, no, we didn't push in. We didn't. We didn't media passes. I didn't even get a media pass. Oh, okay, I just got special guest pass. Um, I could have gotten a media pass, but uh, I'm. It was all the way down the other end. It's fucking far. It was so far away. <sighs> and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get the special guest one. I don't know why they just, just don't do them all in one spot. I don't know. It's like literally an extra little bit of plastic they can put in there. Yep. It's dumb. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we lined up, waited, I don't know, half an hour? Oh, maybe not even. Not even, yeah. A um, couple of PCs minutes. were down, which delayed us a little bit more. Yeah. So, it was about 15 minutes round, and there was half a round in front of us. Okay. No, one and a half rounds in front of us. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe... In 20 minutes, 25 yeah, 20, minutes. 25 Whatever. minutes. Um, while they replaced the... PCs that broke down and uh, yeah and then yeah play that um, yeah super confusing like the game desperately needs to better communicate how the fuck or what the fuck you are doing because we had no idea well I had no idea um, yeah I just figured it was basically mobile style with two lanes uh, and that seemed to work like the concept seemed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't enough communication going on in our team. The uh, problem was we had like an eight-year-old playing with us and we couldn't swear. Uh, I swore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was definitely swearing. Right. Um, only, like, only mostly when I'd be like, okay, let's go in on gank, let's gank, let's gank. And then um, I'd be like, I'd go in and I was 100% certain. Like, I wasn't even in front when I went into gank. <laughs> Right, and yet I would be the only person fighting this dude, and suddenly he'd have backup, <laughs> and all of you motherfuckers would have just ditched for the other lane, <laughs> and that's when I started swearing. Um, I, I don't think I died all that much though. I think I only died like twice. Yeah, I think I. We fucking smashed. We it. destroyed that. Yeah, other it team. was fucking disgusting. Yeah. So um, there's there's like. Basically, you're pushing out these lanes and collecting shards. Yep. And then using shards to upgrade objects around the environment, like turrets. Yep. Or um, sending out extra, like, uh, heavier mechs or something. Yeah. And then also, there was, like, uh, these poles on the side that would buff your minions as well. And healing stations. Healing stations. Yeah, supplies. Yeah. Or healing stations. Yeah. And then- yeah, that's kind of what we were doing. And you also had your own, like, each character had its own, like, upgrade path. And, I mean, it's a bit hard to learn on the fly with that kind of shit. But you only had two options, so it wasn't that difficult. Yeah, it um, wasn't that to difficult. Sort of work out what the fuck your, your, your build abilities be. were and just sort of build according to that. Um, my chick had, like, eight arms or something. And uh, she could do some pretty sick... Uh, I think she was doing dots, maybe. Okay. Um, she was definitely doing huge, huge burst damage with this fucking, like, thing that she... This circle she put on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of... It was a bit telegraphed. Uh, so, you'd, you'd put it down and it'd give you, like, a second and a half to get the fuck out of the circle. But uh, she could cast another one instantly, directly after or within 1.5 seconds of casting it. Yep. 
And so, uh, yeah, you just fucking, I was dumping shitloads of damage down on people. And yeah, yeah, despite getting, like, despite going in on a gank and being left to, like, hung out to dry fucking five or six times, I still only died maybe twice. Uh, just because, yeah, she had a escape ability. And as long as you just know, like, very simple basics of a fucking MOBA, you can get away with, like, some stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was doing. But uh, what was your dude? Your, uh, I had the archer chick. You right? had the archer. Yeah. So. Legolas. Yeah, just basically much. just shooting an arrow at people. Yep. Um, I couldn't work out what my skills were in time. Right. So, okay. I was just mashing things, I think. Cool. So, you weren't really bringing... I was just shooting people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, at that stage, you don't know what the best build is. You just kind of just... Uh, like, I don't know what's going to happen as the, the tree advances. So, I was just picking whatever sounded cool. Right. As things would go through. Yeah. Um, and then just trying to get an understanding of when I should be pushing the lane and when we should be... Uh, kind of upgrading certain things because like towers can get destroyed yep. and then you've got to go out and collect more shards and then mm-hmm. come back and you know do I stay in the one lane or do I rotate around and do a gank or like what what am I supposed to be doing um, yeah like having the time limit is is kind of weird I don't think they will have you think they'll get rid of it, it was just for that I think I think it was to make sure it didn't go on for fucking ever yeah because that game could have gone on for fucking ever okay um, but yeah no we didn't even come close to our fucking like caps our level cap we didn't come close to the level cap but yeah there were, well I don't know if it was a time limit but it was like a a bar that was filling up at the top like the more minions that went into this thing that was chomping like up the minions yeah like you were basically feeding them to this device the more this the tickets would increase i think that was just the degree of our push mm. that's what i thought because we hadn't like we basically made it past their tier two yeah Okay. When when it ended, like we'd made it past the tier two. I don't know, like literally just made it past it though. Yeah, I don't we were know if they had a tier three or anything like that. It felt so. like they were on the map. Well, because we did. We were there was did like we? a base we had. Yeah, we had a base, but I don't know if we had tier three. Yeah, towers or racks or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So, I don't know. but I don't know. It seems it seems interesting. I just don't know. Um, like I think it all depends on how they approach their free-to-play model um with you know characters and yeah hopefully they don't have loadouts with fucking weapons hopefully they don't dirty bomb it yeah so yeah it, i mean it could be cool but it's saying that everybody is doing these games now this is the next thing that comes along everybody's borrowing from mobas um all the top the you know your dotas and league and heroes of the storm um they're all doing first person shooters now but in the moba genre yeah. You know, Overwatch is, is here. You know, Battleborn, uh, uh, Paladins is another game that's coming along. Yep. Yep. One of them's going to do it really well. Oh, uh, and, you know, Halo Guardians is similar. You know, one of them's going to do it really well and make a lot of money, but yeah. there's going to be some shit along the way. True. What else have we got? What's next? Um, after that, 
What did we? I think we went over to the indie section after that. Totes. Yeah. Cool. And we went and checked out uh, Rivalry. Right. Yes. A turn-based sword fighting game. Turn-based dueling. Fucking hilarious. Made by a twelve-year-old, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he was twelve. I think I th- it must have been about 14. I thought he was 14 and he started making it when he was 12. Uh, okay. I can just check. I did get a press release. He had like, like a 14-year-old's terrible beard. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically what happens is uh, it's like you... Uh, there, there used to be a game that was played in sort of... Uh, it was turn-based, but also... Uh, like real time both players put in their commands and then it would play out at the same time and uh but you put in the commands at the same time mm-hmm. and it was basically sumo uh is was the idea of it and you'd have to push the other person down and make one of their limbs touch the ground and as soon as you did that i can't remember what it's called it started with a t like toko or tomo or something like that but um it's similar to that in, in a lot of ways, except instead of being 3D models, which that game was, this is uh, these are just paper dolls, and uh, you equip them with weapons, and uh, and then one at a time, you move your like player body so parts, left part, yeah, left player will move their player's paper doll limbs hmm. to affect movement on the on the player itself the player character and so let's say i've got a i've got two scythes uh, i will move my elbows downwards uh on one arm and the other elbow upwards yeah then i'll turn my uh hand down a little bit and then i'll push it all forward by thrusting my chest forward and um and so i'll move towards luke's character and you get about like it seemed like about four seconds of like movement time yeah and then um and then it's luke's turn to move and luke will he's got a sword and a shield and so he will uh try to block by uh, block my sides with his shield by moving his uh shield upwards and he'll also attempt to attack by swinging his uh, sword over the top, mm-hmm. and uh, he, and then I move like my sides apart a little bit uh, to block his sword, and uh, Luke, for some reason, thrusts his arm into the space between the two sides. <laughs> it's like, come at me, yeah. And then I close the sides like fucking crocodile jaws and uh, shove one of the sides into his fucking face. Oh, no, I didn't I, shove it into his face. I jumped he in He jumped into the fucking side uh, face first. And uh, somehow I won from that. It was odd. But, uh, yeah, that's... So, uh, yeah, all of that plays out, like, one at a time, four seconds apiece. You're, like, yeah, each person is sort of trying to think tactically, but at the same time, ridiculous shit is going on. Uh, Every time a weapon actually makes contact, blood starts pissing out everywhere. And, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, very, very amusing, but uh, I don't know. I don't, don't know how much longevity it's got. Well, at this stage, yeah. Yeah, like depends on what else is added. Totally. He did say he wanted to put in um, servers. 
because yep. at the moment it's just local couch co-op. Yep. Sorry, local couch. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a dumb, stupid game. Like, yep. you try and do silly things like draw the sword up somebody's arm and then just blood just spurts out all over the place. Or I think at one stage we were playing and we both had like our noses um, stabbed and just blood gushing out of our nose. And then like someone's butt was was uh, sliced open and then just blood just going all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> or, yeah, or you'd like open by leaping into the air. And yeah. your attempt was to, like, thrust your sword downwards. Yeah, exactly. And all I'd have to do is hold one of my samurai swords up and you'd impale yourself because you had no fucking choice but to do that. And, mm. um, yeah, no, it was, yeah, stupid, but goofy fun and, yeah, like, interiorring in a really sort of, like shitty budget sort of way like yeah they are super low-key fucking paper dolls there's nothing much to them yeah i mean you could put in some really just plain backgrounds um you don't have to do much to dolls put in like some sort of scoring system yep at you know add more weapons if you wanted to yep um the server stuff i don't see how that works I think it probably can only be done locally. Like by introducing physics over a over a server situation could be difficult, right? Um, especially because it does play out. Even though it's turn based, it does still happen in real time. Yep. So I don't know how that works. Sure. I'm not a programmer, but I feel like usually they tend to stay away from those sorts of things because um, yep. it's quite difficult to do over a um, a networked environment. Sure, but. Yeah, I mean, they could that, that could be like a fun little party game for a couple bucks on Steam. Yeah. And people would play it because it's dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 14-year-old. I'd probably I'd probably drop three bucks on it right now. Hmm. I wouldn't drop any more, but I'd probably drop three bucks on it as it is right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't think backgrounds or, like, anything else would incline me to pay more. Okay. You know, like, I just wouldn't add that much to it for me because I'm really only interested in the core, goofy, stupid fun. So, yeah. What if power-ups were there? Oh, my God. What if if there were cards, right? Yeah. Every time you wanted to use a weapon, Mm -hmm. you had to requisition a card. Yep. And uh, you had to requisition that weapon. And then, um, but to get... A weapon you had to buy a pack of cards yeah and maybe the weapon was in it what if you bought a pack of cards yep and the weapon was in it and then i bought a pack of cards and i had a tank ah that would be rough for mm. me guess who'd win that fight uh-huh what might probably could be you yeah you yeah, might probably have a rocket launcher for is the fat man from fallout okay it's the new launcher so so you win that fight i guess yeah your five dollars was one more spent than my five dollars. Yep, four dollars, Luke. Four dollars. They they went up today. Down. Four dollars is lower than five dollars, Luke. Yeah, but are we doing? Is this Australian four dollars or American four dollars? Australian four dollars. Okay. Uh, yeah. So fourteen year old. His name was Q. Q. Yeah. Remember we? Because he told us, and we were like, "Is that his online name?" Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. K E W. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but you can check that out at the address is my64k 
dot itch dot io slash rivalry. I mean, if it's um, on if it's on itch.io, can't you download it right now? Wait, can you? Maybe. I don't fucking know. Check. I don't know what itch.io is. Uh, it's like a repository. Is so, it? Oh, you can too. Fuck yeah. He's not even charging for this. Fuck yeah. He's crazy. This podcast over. He's off the fucking rails, fucking this kid. Rivalry, motherfuckers. Doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, we should we should get him to to take this off and start putting ads on there. Yep. Make some big bucks. Let's just replicate it on the phone and sell it. We should. For $4. Plus rec packs. Uh, 60 bucks plus rec packs. That happens like- yeah, people go to Paxes, look at what people are making, and then just go rip them off, yeah. and then sell it before them. Fuck yeah, happens a lot, yeah. way more than it especially in mobile. Anyway, well, what else have we got? Um, after that, we went and played some more indie games. Uh, I should have this open all the time. You should. Arms with wings. I, I didn't play too much of that. It was like a silhouette combo fighting game. I didn't play it. I did get a code for it, but... Cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I can say too much about it. I didn't get enough time. Okay. Anyway. It's it. Like, the art style looked pretty cool. Okay. It was that, uh, like, Mark of the Ninja type. Oh, yeah. Everything's black and you can't see much. Sure. After that, we went over towards the, like, mobile area. Yep. In the indie side. Sure. I checked out Mellow Drops. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before. I feel like... No. No? Definitely not. Jeremy hasn't played it at some stage? I don't think so. Um, doesn't look like he has. Anyway, it, it is a it is a mobile uh, game where it involves you rotating your device. Yep. And as you rotate the device, the world within it kind of moves certain areas like there'll be blocks in this world and it's basically just a puzzle game so you're trying to get this bird to collect eggs and then once you collect a certain amount of eggs it opens up a portal and takes you to the next next level and uh yeah that's that's pretty much the basics of it so just kind of maneuvering around this world so each time you rotate it and then flick the bird in a direction that you want to fly so you're up down left right um, he'll run into obstacles and then from there it can only go in certain directions but then as you rotate things move right. um, or there are things in the environment that can they can hurt you yep um, quite simple you know works really well looks pretty pretty cool um, they he picked up an award let me check because during that week there was the game developer yep. awards in uh, Melbourne mm-hmm. um, and he picked up the award for excellence in design cool so yeah, it looks pretty cool. Anyway, I, I thought it was it was really well done. Rad. While you were doing that, I went and visited the Iron Helmets booth. They would have been happy to see you. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, they, they make um, Neptune's Pride and Blight of the Immortals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I went over and, and had a chat. Just basically wanted to tell him... That he made one of my favorite games. Um, and uh, it was real, I don't know, it was really cool to meet someone who'd put together legitimately one of my favorite games. Bioshock. Um, yeah, Bioshock. <laughs> Quake. Um, yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, he was uh, he was he was a really cool, humble dude. Uh, asked to take a selfie with him, and uh, on the front page of my fucking apps, yeah, was uh, Subterfuge, and yeah. that's uh, that's a mobile game made by Grey Goo that has ripped off basically Neptune's Pride, but uh, it doesn't really have the same charm in my opinion. And uh, yeah, uh, Jay didn't seem that thrilled with it but really uh, it, haven't they been promoting it um not promoting just sort of saying that this is pretty yeah. similar but yeah. i think it's like i think the similarities now that it's out are a bit too stuck okay for i don't know i don't, know. I don't want to put words in his mouth but he didn't seem very happy with it uh, neither did the other people running the booth. Um, but yeah, got a photo with him. Um, so yeah, uh, wasn't he like, uh, wasn't that our like mobile game of the year last year or some shit? Yeah, it was. Yeah, fuck yeah. So there you go. I made, met the person who made our mobile game of the year. They did send out a press release who? about that game, Subterfuge. Who did? Iron Helmet Games. What, what, what did it say? Hi, everyone. A couple of my friends are launching a new game called Subterfuge. Oh. It is inspired by Neptune's Pride, so I thought you might be interested in it. Oh, yeah, I remember that email. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And then it went on. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Here's their trailer. Then I checked out the game that was directly behind them. They were sharing the booth with them. Oh, the Pirates one. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. That's pretty funny. Um, it's basically just uh, you're you're on a pirate ship and you yeah sail around pirating it up. It's it's basically it's pirate pirate ship. It's like black flag, black flag, yeah. but a roguelike. So uh, you start out and uh, you go out and you kill some things and you go back, you upgrade your ship, you go out, see how far you can get, kill some more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did quite well. I'm um, quite the pirate. So while that was happening, yeah, because I'd I'd seen um, I'd seen Mellow Drops, and then I was waiting for uh, Dean Dirty Dean to come around because his game was there as well. Yep, but he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I um, I started walking around looking for you because you disappeared. And then as I'm walking around, this dude goes, "Hey, do you like pirate games? Do you want to come play my pirate game?" And I was like, "Ah." Oh, I'm sort of looking for a friend of mine. Like, he's disappeared. I'll come back and play your pirate game. And as I turn the corner, you're standing there playing it. I'm like, never mind. He's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, we found the pirate game. We did. I didn't play it, though. I'll let you play it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah. So, that was cool. I can't remember what it was called. And you didn't play it, so you didn't write it down. Pirate game. Game. Yeah, do you, if I search on my Gmail, it no, might- no. If you go through Neptune's Pride's tweets, uh, they tweeted about sharing the booth with them. So it's about the best I can do. <laughs> Is it because they were they were loud or huh? Were they loud? He's no, like, no, they were just saying, "Oh, we're damn- excited to be sharing the booth with the people who are making Pirate Game, the Pirate Game, Pirate Cove." No, okay. I don't know what it is then. Did you look at Neptune's Prize tweets, like I said? No, I'm just looking at just my look, email. Uh, Twitter.com slash Iron Helmet Iron Games. Helmet. 
Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's like low quality graphics. It's not like Black Flag level graphics. But, uh, no, it's, it's a pretty cool game. Like, nonetheless, it's basically just about pirate, like, ship to ship combat. At the end of the day, um, I think I need a little bit more to convince me to continue to play. Like, I need something beyond just, I need to, uh, maybe if I could go onto the ship, board the ship, and then have fucking, Priority jewels, then I'd be all about that shit. But otherwise, um, yeah, it seems a bit too simplistic for me. Okay, you found it? Uh, no, I can't find the tweet they're talking about. Perfect. It, they didn't tweet much over the weekend. You sure it wasn't someone else? Before the weekend. Go back further. Go further. Yeah, down. there's like nine. There's not many tweets here from like like earlier this month. Nine days. Sure. Keep going. Eight days. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Yep. See? Doesn't say the name of the game, though. Oh, my God. What does it say, then? Uh, What does the tweet say? It doesn't say anything. It just says, excited to be showing our game at at PAX Oz, and then there's a bunch of fuck Corsair Kings. Corsair Kings. There we go. I had to look for different tweets. Um, All right. So, yeah, check it out. But, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. What else do we got? Uh, We played Berserkers. Oh, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, so you, you play it's four players uh, you're an armadillo no you're a rock I think I'm pretty sure it's a rock it was confirmed later that you're an armadillo I don't know who confirmed I heard someone say armadillo I was like oh okay is that what that was yep. I just thought it was a rock and you get chased by bears yeah and you can dig through the ground and create these walls that the bears can bust through but the other armadillos can't because so- it's four player yeah multiplayer you're trying to make it so that the other players die uh and you don't and uh i was exceptionally good at that game i was until i died true that's uh so as you and me at the end foul round no i got i got uh smashed Uh, quite yes quite uh, towards the end I, i i think the guy next to me was out first right yeah but basically as the game progresses you get more and more bears that come more in. More bears that drop in. in. Yep. Uh, and for some stupid reason, I was winning. I had three tokens. Yep. And then something happened. Uh, and then I all of a sudden had none, like super quickly within the span of like 30 seconds. I don't know what was going on. You got shrecked. Well I just got on. smashed. But yeah, it seemed cool. Seems like cool idea. It seems to be a bunch of maps on there. Totes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You just got owned. So you're down on it. Uh, then what did we play? Played some station stop, didn't we? That we was did. Later. We go. We went and checked it out. That's Dirty Dean's new game. Ah, uh, yes. It's only on iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't understand why they wouldn't. See, it's about you. You run a train. Okay. And you have to stop at these stations, and it's basically like a you're trying like competing for a high score type thing. Um, and it's got cute graphics, and uh, it's super addictive. My wife picked it up on her iPad. And uh, she's been playing it. I jumped on, destroyed her high school, set a high school that she can't possibly beat. Threw her device on the ground. Um, yeah, put up it in. Yeah, uh, reminded her who was the king. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, set a huge high score, and and now she's been chasing it ever since. Uh, she doesn't sleep. She doesn't eat. <laughs> it's uh, it's destroyed our family. But um, yeah. So uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of good fun, but it's it's a game, right, 
where you stop at stations. Hmm. Why didn't they call it stationary? Because you're stationary at the station. Train stationary? What? That's actually even better. (laughs) Fuck. And then people are like, is it about train pencils? And you're like, no. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Fucking pricks. Um, Or it could have been about flying trains in the clouds. What? And you could have called it train stationary. What? Airy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you. How fucking good is that? That one's terrible. That's going to no. be a sequel. I'm going to have to no. tell Dean. Train stationary. That's perfect. This new thing you've got going. Just garbage. It's the sequel. Absolute garbage. You pay 10 bucks and it gives you clouds. Cloud graphics. That saves. And saves. Okay. Yeah. It's free, right? Yes. Yeah, you were saying it was free. And it's only available in Australia and New Zealand. At the moment. At the moment. So, you should download that. Yes. Uh, check it out. If you are, And only on iOS. So, if you meet all of those fucking qualifications, Criterias. fucking hell. Yeah, none of our German listeners can get on there. Yeah, and I can't get on there. Because you got Android. Yep. You got a real phone. Yep. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Um, after that... We went and played Death Stare. Ah, uh, yeah. Which was like a four-player four split screen. No, split. It wasn't co-op. Oh, no. Was it? Competitive. Competitive, yeah. Split screen. Split screen. Where three players were attempting to run upstairs. Yep. And one player was throwing obstacles at them. Yes. So. You were the thrower. Right? I was the thrower. It took a while to figure that out. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Um... Because as I was pushing buttons to figure out, like, which one I was, if I was moving left or right, I was like, oh, I, uh, can't, I don't know which one I am. Yep. Until I realized the, the camera on one of them was moving and I was a thrower. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was pretty simple game. Um, everybody on the running up the stairs side is kind of running seeing in front of them and they can see objects coming towards them where the, the, the stairs thrower yep. is facing the cameras looking down, to, the stairs. down them and they're just hurling objects pitching balls and yeah and so it seems like there was a selection of different things you could throw types right. of yep um, so there was a couple different balls like a giant beach ball beach ball dodgeball the dodgeball and some sort of disc which may or may uh, not explode yep. yeah okay mines yep uh, and then each one had a certain amount that you could use, but it would also refresh after a while, it looked like. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where uh, I think I'd saved up enough balls at one stage where Job won. Oh, yeah. I'd already <laughs> made it through. And then the next two minutes was just me fucking hammering these two dudes. Like they, were, like, they would get back up on their feet and you'd fucking pound them with fucking beach balls in the face. And, like, the worst part was, like, there's an element of fucking physics to it. So, yeah. they'd get knocked back down the stairs. So, they'd make it, like, up three steps. And then you'd knock them down fucking seven steps. <laughs> so, they were getting worse and worse as the fucking game went on. And they were fucking, they were getting so salty about it as well it was hilarious because i'd already finished as well <laughs> yeah. so i'm just standing there fucking pissing myself yeah and luke's just fucking 
relentlessly destroying these motherfuckers. Wouldn't let them up. They couldn't no. get up. Yeah. We're just getting further and further back. Oh, man. The best one, the dude who was getting the fucking loudest <laughs> and saltiest. At one point, you fucking, he get, got like fucking three quarters of the way back up again because he'd been fucking hammering the other guy. And then you smashed him with a beach ball and he fell over and then you had a mine right at <laughs> yeah. his feet. And so when he got back up, he stand, stood on the mine and he got blasted back down to like a fucking quarter of the way up and he I thought he was gonna fucking pitch the controller I thought he was gonna fucking throw it and storm off it was so fucking funny we had the best two other guys play with us (laughs) (laughs) oh it was good good. and I want a beach ball you want a beach ball yeah yeah which we lost later that day we did Fucking Nick Healy Nick again Healy. strikes yep. again. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So we lost, um, but yeah, that's on green light as well. That game. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of other games that I played, I played Cuphead. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a really weird game. Did you check that out? Uh, I've seen it before, but I. I did, yeah, I didn't realize. I thought it was like a platform game. Yeah. Uh, it's. It sort of is, but it's like a boss fighting platform game. Right. Like meets Dark Souls. It's like fucking hard. Okay. Um, so each, from what I can gather from what like I saw on the different stations they had there, um, you basically had this map and you get your cuphead dude to go into uh, a level and then each level has like its own unique boss that you have to fight. Yeah. Um, and each fight kind of has different mechanics like sometimes you're a plane sometimes you're a dude with shoots out of his fingers and jumps around sometimes you have a cup for a head sometimes you have a cup for a head yeah yeah and it's just like trying to figure out how to beat these boss and each one's different so i don't know it's super strange looks really interesting though the art style yeah um but yeah it's it's one of those games where it's like all right cool yeah. So I don't really want to play this type of game in this environment. <laughs> right. I think I've heard this before. Mm. Did Nick Keeley come up and he start did? Talking to you? Yeah. He yeah. got me killed a bunch of times. What a bust. So that happens. Yep. Um, that was pretty much all the video games that I played while we were there. I and think. that was all day one. Mo- yeah, most of it was day one. Yep. Uh, then, but also day one, Fallout trivia. Fallout trivia. When did Fallout trivia? I know there were some Gat listeners in the audience. How do you know? Because they were heckling. Um, How do you... Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, which is legendary, <laughs> I think. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It was Fallout trivia. Um, none of it was... Oh, the few questions that were in my wheelhouse. Uh, I kept forgetting my fucking team name. We didn't have buzzers. Okay. We didn't have buzzers... It would have been easy. It would have been very easy, but I had to yell out tunnel snakes, and I'd always fucking... I'd be like... Trouser snakes. Oh, that's the answer. Um, what's my team name? Oh, tunnel snakes, but it'd be too late. Mm. And also, we didn't have enough mics, so we we had to share a mic. Yeah. Um, Zareen and I. So, Zareen, me, and Ziggy D, who is a YouTuber, um, we are all on a team together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were against uh, Paul Verhoeven, uh, Nick Healy, 
Ah, there he is again. And uh, Nathan Cox from the fourth player. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we um, we got a bit ripped off on the old team Tunnel Snakes. Our team was the Tunnel Snakes. The other team were the Pip Boys. Um, yeah, we got a bit ripped off, I felt. Because, um, yeah, we didn't have enough... Didn't have enough mics, and um, the scorekeeper uh, <laughs> kept awarding the pit boys extra points. Yeah, oh, you guys are funny for no reason. Oh, because they were funny. Yeah, apparently, apparently, <laughs> uh, we we're, were not funny, funny enough, Joe. Oh, yeah, I thought we were funny. Um, and um, also, the other problem was that we like didn't really know any of the fucking answers to any of the fucking questions. Mm-hmm. So I never played any of the DLC for fucking Fallout anything. I've never played any of the DLC for any of the Fallouts, I think. Um, yeah. And they didn't ask enough Fallout 2 questions, to be frank. Uh, the few times that they did go back into the fucking earlier Fallouts, it was fucking Fallout 1 garbage, which is just shit-tastic um and yeah no it was a good it was a good it was a good time um a lot of audience participation which i enjoyed um the host uh is like the sales manager for bethesda in australia he was amazing uh and uh he was a last second ringer yeah uh the guy who was supposed to do it it turned out he was um extremely unwell he couldn't talk who was supposed to do it um, someone else at Bethesda or yeah someone else from Bethesda okay um, and uh, so uh, the guy got up just literally just read just winged it read yeah. from the script yeah he was and was just yeah so funny yeah he was um, and uh, yeah I thought it was a good time it was the best panel that I saw at PAX nailed it how many did you go to that one bummer well, you know, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a perfect win rate, Luke. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty um, good. And it was packed as well. It was packed. It was full. It was, yeah. Um, Which it, was, if not surprising. full, like maybe two rows yeah. empty or something like that. But yeah, it was um, good turnout. People up the back didn't get asked enough questions. Yeah. Uh, I kept trying to point them to go up the back, but someone was. threw. They had a portable mic there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it you that threw it at me? Someone yeah. threw it at me. It's fucking heavy, that thing. Oh, come on. Jeez. I No, because like, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's going to be like a little plush yeah. toy. And it gets thrown at you. And there's like this solid cube inside of it. You're like, oh, that was unexpected. True. Hmm. Um, no. Anyway, at, at the end of it all, I had a good time. Uh, was, what uh, date did the bombs drop in oh Fallout? Oh uh, and what day... Because I want, I don't October want October twenty. But what day, Joe? What day? I don't know. Was it a Tuesday? Maybe. You need that's Maybe important information. Yeah, Ziggy D killed it with the Fallout Four stuff. He did. He was good. Uh, he was very. Your good whole team Fallout. was very contributive. Yeah. Contributive. Uh, I don't know. Contributory. Contributing. Contributory. Uh, Contribution. Helpful. Your whole team was very helpful. <laughs> We got there in the end. Uh, yeah. The other team had... Two players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's still... Yeah. Still good. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Yep. Did I? And yeah. Then uh, went partied. Got super fucking drunk. 
super that night. mega fucking drunk that night. Yep. Um, didn't get to PAX itself until about one the next day. The next day. Because uh, we went and watched the basketball and the casino. Yeah. Uh, it was basically all I could bear to do. Uh, and I can't remember what I did there. That day? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't write anything down that day. Um, so I don't know what the day consisted of. I think I just wandered around. Did we just... Oh, no, 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 no. We had interviews. Oh, we watched the Smite, Smite stuff. The Smite finals. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I watched the grand... Not the grand finals. The qualifier, qualifying finals for uh, the Oceanic uh, qualifiers. So the winner of that goes to uh, the Atlanta... World Championship Series or mm-hmm. the World Championship Series in Atlanta next year um, and uh, that was pretty good um, I think they do some really good broadcast shit with Smite like they, yeah it's weird like it's not it doesn't look how it looks in the game no no uh, but they have full control over the camera they can manipulate however they want yeah and uh, they- which is interesting right because you're not looking at the player's perspective yeah you're looking at like a top down, yeah, like more of a MOBA, a classic, like a classic, like yeah. LOL or Dota type situation. And I think what it does sometimes is it betrays the like the degree to which line of sight plays such a heavy role in Smite, yeah. Um, but it does allow the player, like the spectators, See to the understand what the fuck is going on a bit more, uh, which is really good, but um. Yeah, so uh, it was uh, Avant-Garde versus Direwolves, and Avant-Garde won 3-0, which, mm. if you saw the rest of their like, record throughout the season, wouldn't come as any surprise. They didn't drop a game. Because they never dropped a fucking game. Yeah. Uh, which was a bit disappointing, I think. We really liked it if Direwolves had gotten up at least once, but um, they just couldn't do it. Uh, I talked to the guys after the games like on both teams, and uh, apparently, um, apparently, Diewolves and Avantgarde exclusively scrim against one another. And uh, in their in the lead up to the tournament, mm-hmm. to the qualifiers, uh, they're trading a fifty percent win rate. Okay, but I guess fifty percent's not good enough. It just matters what happens on the day, really. And uh, yeah, they couldn't get a single win, even so. Yeah, um, that was basically that was it was it was good. It was a really good, like, really well done production. I thought they did a really good job of that. And uh, yeah, kudos. Um, they had fucking confetti cannons. That was hilarious. And they definitely used them. They fucking used the shit out of them. Mm. Uh, and when it stopped the first time, I thought, oh, that was cool. Yeah. And they started again. Yep. Then they did it again. Yep. And went on for like four minutes. Epic shitloads of them. And yeah. Then I went and talked to um, Wargaming about Masters of Orion. Okay. Uh, Masters of Orion, I have definitely explained before, because the first time I played Neptune's Pride, I think I wanked on for ages about how much I love Masters of Orion. Yeah. But Masters of Orion... Apparently, uh, there is someone who loves Masters of Orion as much as me, and that would be the CEO of fucking Wargaming, 
because as soon as the license went went up for grabs at an Atari auction, he bought it and then insisted that they make it exactly like the old Master of, Masters of Orion's, like Moo 2 and Moo 1. And so, uh, yeah, I can dig it. Uh, it looks okay. It looks... Um, I'm going to need to play it before I can really judge it. Um, mm. I did find it interesting, like... There was this, like, weird tension when I asked them about Neptune's pride. Okay. Uh, like, they were aware of it, but they weren't thrilled that it existed or something, yeah. uh, which I found a bit weird, uh, considering I'd gotten the same feeling from uh, Jay and Subterfuge. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, um, I don't know. Time will tell with that game because until I can actually get my fucking hands on it, he basically went through the same presentation that he gave uh, at the PAX panel. And to be like one hundred percent honest, I didn't need him to explain that shit. Yeah, like I didn't need him to explain how a fucking four X game works because mm-hmm. I am motherfucking master of Orion. Okay, and I don't need to fucking yeah. Oh. Oh, you put more people in fucking food production and, and you'll get more population. Cool. That's helpful to know. Why don't you spend five minutes of our 30 minutes fucking talking about that? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see with that game. Yep. But uh, I have high hopes. They seem to be like their their hearts and their heads are in the right place. So hopefully they can carry it out and make a game worthy of the name, unlike Masters of Orion 3. Uh, and that was about it, huh? Objects in Space. Objects in Space! So while I'm renaming the games that friends of mine have made, mm-hmm. uh, the concept for Objects in Space is uh, basically Silent Hunter, but in space. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't understand why they didn't just call it subspace. Really? Got anything for that one, Luke? Silent subspace. No. No. Train stationary is basically Subway the best you're going to do. No way. Eat. Eat, eat fresh. Eat, no, it needs to be like eat something else. Eat trade. Eat mm. trade? I don't know. Eat spice sick to tune reference buddy um so uh yeah I uh, went and played it and uh they had like a full blown fucking setup um so yeah you could like they had switches and stuff so instead of controlling everything via keyboard you control it by this like command console that they'd created for packs yeah and uh, it was really fucking cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, the demo that they had was only about five minutes long. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i talked to Rowan about this a bunch. Rowan, so in case you don't know, Objects in Space is being made by FE Games, which is... Uh, Flat Earth Games. Flat Earth Games, uh, and that is the game design studio made by Lee Harris and Rowan Harris who have both been on this podcast multiple times Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah 
I have talked to Rowan many times over beers about how like I lament the uh, the Hollywood style of uh, space warfare. How it feels like it, like I real I super enjoy uh, space dogfights, but to me they don't I, they don't convey a realism that I yeah would like to see in a space because like most of the times it's just us spinning in circles because one person's chasing the other person exactly totes um but this uh like I'm one hundred percent certain. The idea had already formed with Ron before our conversations, but uh, the idea that he's put together, which is basically sub-combat in space, submarine combat in space, it is exactly what I've always wanted from a space combat game. Uh, it works perfectly. It's it's about like it's all about you fucking nailing this concept of. Like inertia and so you, like you can shut off all your engines once you get to speed you just sort of coast in one direction because you're in the grab uh, the vacuum of space and so nothing really affects you and so you can do that to run silent for a bit and disappear and then reappear and fucking take on whoever it is you need to take on and fucking blow them up and shit like that and you gotta wait for firing solutions you gotta wait for fucking torpedoes to to spin up and yeah. all this kind of shit and it's fucking cool as balls and the other thing is uh like this has got all this goofy shit in it as well like just really bananas stuff that uh I, I, I don't understand why it's there but it's so much better than it is like you can commit like the entire game can be run hmm. from a command console in your power module yep so you go over there and the computer that runs your power um you can actually jump into it and then just issue commands from that as opposed to the switches and all that kind of shit you can just be typing like spin up torpedo three and shit so you can run it all like that as opposed to like instead and that actually works and it's a a full-blown system in the game which mm-hmm. is just fucking hilariously goofy and pointless yeah uh and yeah i just love it it's just awesome yeah so that was the thing they announced that day right is that you can build these types of stations and switches yourself right and integrate them into the game Okay, I didn't know they announced it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, they, they basically had these consoles set up, or like a, a like a command bridge type situation where there's switches and, you know, you arm certain things on this little panel. Yep. Um, what they've done is they've implemented that into the game so that you can go in and assign each one buttons. So, you could build whatever you want at home type thing. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for that game. Mm-hmm cool what else have we got uh we did play some board games board game one board game on the sunday yeah oh we went and got drunk that night as well yep and i feel like we shouldn't be going into details of the drinking nights. i'm not but uh i hard out danced yeah we did until fucking 3 a.m at which point i went to the casino mm-hmm. 
and watched the Wallowies lose the fucking Rugby World Cup. Yep. Um, but that was actually a fucking experience in and of itself. Because <laughs> while I was standing there, uh, it was really like the, the fucking contrast between watching Smite on a screen that was fucking huge uh, versus watching the Rugby World Cup on a screen that was much smaller. The contrast couldn't have been fucking greater because this was the, like, the fucking secondary pub in the Crown because the sports bar had a line of about 100 people outside of it. Hmm. And uh, they were just waiting for, like, space to fill. So when someone would leave the sports bar, one person would get to go in. That's, that was just bananas. Uh, yeah, no one's leaving. I went to the other one, and it was about 15 people deep. And eventually I got in. Um, missed the first, like, seven minutes of the game. Okay. But uh, I slept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fucking packed. About 200 people in this bar, like, packed all the way out. And uh, meanwhile, over watching Smite on this much bigger screen, um, it was, like, quite subdued. Like, people would maybe cheer for a... The crowd kill. Yeah, the crowd would sort of occasionally cheer for for a kill, but there wasn't a lot of fucking excitement or anything like that. Meanwhile, literally everything that happened in this pub was fucking off the chain everyone was fucking super excited mm-hmm. um in the second half australia managed to score a try uh and it looked like we might actually get it back in the game and this massive fucking unit who was standing sort of in front of me and to my left turns around and fucking bear hugs me and he like literally picked me up he was fucking huge <laughs> and he uh he hugged me. Willie he was Mason? that fucking happy it wasn't <laughs> Willie Mason um but yeah he was that fucking that chuffed that we managed to to fucking get one back and uh yeah like everyone was fucking I like standing the entire time because there was no fucking seats but everyone was fucking edge of your seat shit the entire time everyone was excited everything that happened people were yelling and clapping and fucking mm-hmm. everyone was chuffed and uh, it was just a stark contrast to this smite where people maybe clap occasionally um yeah. and uh yeah the sun was coming up when I got back in um and I haven't done that in literally a de- decade <laughs> and I'm not I'm not about that life Luke yeah um then I went to sleep and when I woke up I woke up at fucking like 9.30 <laughs> yeah we did cause I had a fucking dream that it was 4pm <laughs> and I'd missed my fucking flight <laughs> and I couldn't go back to sleep anymore mm-hmm. I'm like well okay fuck to the expo yeah I guess still didn't get up till fucking 11.30 though we weren't ready to go we didn't make it to anywhere like we had lunch before we went into the expo because it was 12 yep it took us that fucking long but anyway um into the expo to play we played a board game a board game yeah is that all we did that day that is all we did that day yeah yeah we wandered around a bit Cult Express, uh, a board game. Uh, oh, we we watched a board game. Oh, yeah. We watched uh, Senator... What's his face? Ludlum play uh, Ludicrous Cogs. Wait, what? Yeah. 
Really? That was him? Yeah. I thought this was a dude that made the game. Not not the dude in the Mad Scientist. Thing. Oh. Across the other side. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Senator Ludlum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought you were talking about the dude that made it. No. I was like, what the fuck? He makes board games for fun? No. Okay. I didn't realize. I was just like, this game looks creep like weird. Yeah. It did look kind of weird. It was um, just basically like a giant puzzle game. Yeah. Uh, it's just a blown up version of another puzzle game um, that he brings out to conventions. But um, yeah, like we were watching that and then they're walking around and like, we need two more people to come play this game. Uh, and I'm like, let's go mm-hmm. um, and yeah th- there was a teacher and they had already set it all up and they were just literally just waiting on two players and we were the two players which is so easy uh, yeah. it's such a good idea fuck yeah like it's awesome. when we play board games yeah it's like an hour, hour and a half of yeah. looking for a YouTube video to explain the fucking rules to us. Yeah, and then two hours of watching a YouTube video. Grading. And, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, you watch the fucking YouTube for, an, yeah, fucking two hours. And then you're like, well, cool. Let's play next time. That's cool, because I'm too drunk now. Yeah. This came uh, with our own so, YouTube person. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it had a dude who was explaining the rules. It had... Um, a dude who clear, clearly knew the rules better than the teacher, but that was okay. And uh, yeah, basically, it's uh, you like six players, and you're robbing a train, and the train is like built up in three D. So instead of a board, mm-hmm. um, it's like built out into a three D space, and uh, so you move up on top of the train, or you move down below the train, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, you try to steal as much loot. Uh, you shoot other players. Mm-hmm. You can punch them to steal stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It's basically each turn or each round, each player has a certain amount of cards that they play. Yep. And um, I think he was calling them like a program. Programming. Yes. Yeah. So you would, you know, for instance, this round, you'd play two cards faced up. Yep. One card face down and then another card faced up. So the other people playing could see the first two cards you put down, yep. which might be something like you move uh, two spaces to the left. So you move two carriages across yep. and then everybody puts their card down and then the next round you want to go down into the into the carriage. So you're going from the roof to the carriage um, and then everybody can see what you're doing. But then the next one, nobody can kind of see what you're doing. Yep. Um, and while this is going on, you got to try and remember like what everybody's doing. You know, where should I be? Should I be shooting my gun? Should I be punching? Should I be looting? Where am I going to end up? Um, and then as each each player kind of goes through and does all their their programming, um, the game then starts or the round starts in motion. Yeah, and things start playing out. You start deciding what you're going to do. Yeah, so you could start you know firing your gun, but there might be nobody in your line of sight or yep. you might be trying to loot and you're on top of the carriage. Yeah. Um, or, or you might try and move into an area and it's a really dumb space to move down because there's other people in there that could hurt you or, you know, bits like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting <clears throat> game, eh? Um, it sort of makes you... Like, I only really felt I'd gotten a proper gr- grip on it 
in literally the last turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the time, I was basically just trying to shoot everyone. Yeah. Uh, yep. But in the very last turn, I, like, mapped out what I needed to do, how I needed to do it. Uh, I mapped it out against the other players, what they were doing, their actions, and I executed it and it worked out perfectly yeah and um yeah it's i think it's a really interesting like concept um i I really enjoyed it um yeah i could see myself playing it again yeah my problem with it was i wasn't getting any loot cards yeah um so that was kind of hard for me to do anything so i just basically just shooting my gun the entire time yeah or punching Yep. Um, luckily, the person I had, uh, whenever she punched someone, she would take their loot. She, they wouldn't. Yeah. So normally, if someone gets punched, they drop some loot on the ground or on the top yeah. of the train. Uh, then you got to take it, and then you've got to actually play a loot card to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, uh, yeah, she just automatically took it. But I don't think I. I think I punched maybe like two people. Yeah, um, me. I was one of them. Yeah. Otherwise, I just shot everyone. Yeah. Because I got money for that. Totes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Pretty good game. It was fun. It was fun. Yep. And that was the end of my packs. Was it? Yes. I immediately Same. had to leave. Um, and yeah. I think I just walked around a bit and a lot of talking to people. Yeah. That was a lot of packs. I thought it was really good packs. I thought it was probably the best one yet to be honest uh the games were interesting the setup was really cool um i i don't know i didn't feel like it was overcrowded or anything but i believe they sold out saturday was very busy it was very busy but i still didn't feel like it was there were a few moments when they were doing like come to this booth at this time and like it had sort of spill over into the walkway area. Like the Logitech booth. Yeah. Where they had that weird, like, Nazi thing going on. That was weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I thought they did a really good job of, um, yeah, of, of putting it together. I thought it was a really good show. Um, uh, Twitch showed up this year, yep. which was, they did really well, I thought. Yeah. And not only because we hung out with them. True. But uh, they had... They were doing live videos at their booth. Yeah. So I went past a couple of times and just stood there and watched. Yeah. Um, they had Man vs. Game Down. I don't know if you've watched him. No. Yeah. He's like one of the mate, like the only Twitch people that I'll jump on and I'll oh, let's see what he's doing. Right. Like that's not a Dota player or something like that. Sure. Or, you know, one of my friends that, that streams. Yeah. Um, I think he's the only person that I follow on Twitch <laughs> that's just a guy that plays video games okay. hey, he's really cool um so that was that was good to watch i watched some uh hearthstone matches uh-huh. uh they were doing a couple just uh you know people playing weird games and trying to see who could be- get the best scores um but they had a lot of twitch personalities from australia and overseas just kind of going in and out and doing that thing which mm-hmm. was which was pretty cool uh, i thought that were good the other booths I thought were good. I think the whole indie side was really a lot better this year as well. Yeah. A lot more indie stuff. A lot more indie stuff and it was much better for the show floor. 
like much more suited for the show floor. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really good. Um, and it was busy. Yeah, it was super busy. Which is good because, you know, the AAA stuff, like, um, you got to line up for a long while for that. Yeah. The Fallout booth was, sorry, the Bethesda booth was pretty much just Fallout presentations. Yeah. There was a lot of complaints about that. Yeah. Um, I guess they did the same thing at the EB Expo. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just heard a lot of complaints about that one from people. Um, Ubisoft was doing their normal thing of just playing Just Dance and drawing massive crowds of people watching other people dance. Yep. They had Division. We didn't get a chance to check that out. We wanted. I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, They had Siege there, Uh but that was the same as the beta. It was basically just Hereford base. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Was all okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what they could improve. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think anything really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe like the those, panels. Maybe the panels. Yeah. Wasn't enough Job on panels. Wasn't enough Job. Uh, not enough gap on the panels true, early. True. Early in the day. <laughs> yep, early before nine ish. Before nine, yeah. Before say like seven ish even. That was a good decision this year. Oh yeah, I feel like fuck yeah because yeah, uh yeah. That Saturday we were dancing. Oh yeah, dancing job. We were dancing. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Anyway, cool news. We can do news. Let's do the news. There was some uh, big news earlier on during the week, but we'll get to that now, um, which was the Paris Games Week. Paris Games Week. Yeah. What did we miss? David Cage announced a new train, I mean, game. Train, train game. A train game. Station stop. Uh, station, train stationary. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sony did a, a presentation over there. Yeah. And they announced a bunch of things. So, I'll go through, I guess, what they talked about as soon as I find something that lists everything. IGN has a list here. It's just loading. I had it open and then I think I closed it accidentally. They talked about some new Star Wars stuff that obviously already got leaked, which was new heroes in Star Wars. Um, Leia, Han, and someone else. Boba Fett. Uh huh. Fair enough. Um, Star Wars, not Star Wars. Street Fighter. Oh yeah. Uh, it's coming out. Yeah. Except they didn't put the date here. Perfect. Fucking brilliant. Uh, they got a new character announced that Dalsim. Yeah. Will be playable. Sure. He's the stretchy dude, and it'll be coming out February sixteenth. Okay. Twenty sixteen in America and Europe. Uh huh. Which is, uh, I'm sure Street Fighter fans will love that. Sure. Uh, next up, they talked about Tekken 7. That's a thing. Uh. Uh, Battleborn is getting a beta next year. Okay. It's coming first to PlayStation. Surprising. Yep. Uh, they talked about a game called Boundless. Okay. Which is like a weird... To me, it looked like, um, like a Minecraft with portals... Okay. But, I don't know. It's just a weird gameplay trailer. Okay. So, super strange. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming out. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. I think February again. Fuck yeah. 
<clears throat> which is cool. Um, they talked about Battleborn, no, Bloodborne DLC. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that. Uh, Drive Club has bikes now. Yeah. You can't crash, so what's the point? You can't? That, no. That's dumb. Yeah. Dreams, which Media Molecule's new game. Looks super weird. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, this one is uh, Robinson the Journey. Basically, it's from Crytek. Um, they saw the Far Cry trailer. Right. And we're like, we can do better. Ooh. Here's a fucking dinosaur game. Has it got dinosaurs? Yeah. What? Actual dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. T-Rex? Yeah, there's a T-Rex. Stegosaurus? Uh... It's a Brontosaurus, I think. Is that the one with the giant long neck? What about the one with the spiky stuff on the back? I don't know. What about Triceratops? Y- yep. It's Di- in there. Diplodocus. There's ra- raptors. There's... Uh, what else is there? Uh, yep. Just say anything. Tynonychus? Yep. It's Pterodons? Yep. Um, Megalodon? Yep. That's the big shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And there's a little sphere that kind of looks like... One of the portal characters. Perfect. He's in there as well. It sounds like game of the year. Yeah. Cool. You should watch that. Battlezone from Rebellion, which is another fucking battle game. It looks like Tron meets Yeah, so it's the old school. Yeah. Old school. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they do that, but okay. Not sure. Sure. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport. They didn't show anything about this. Okay. They just kind of announced it and said, it's coming and it's going to be supported by, I think, PlayStation VR. Yes. So, that, that'll be interesting to see. Sure. But I don't know why they didn't show anything. Um, and then, Wild, Michelle Ansel's new game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch that trailer, though, so I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, David Cage dropped his, his bombshell. Detroit. Mm. From what I read, I don't know if this is an announcement in the trailer, but he's not writing all of it. They actually have writers on this one, which is good, right? That's Is he directing all of it? Probably, yeah. Oh, cool. What if Kojima's on board? Yeah. Then it'll actually be good. (laughs) It'll actually be good. Yeah. So Gene wouldn't let it get away with having fucking zero fucking meaningful gameplay. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's the... Basically, they're using the same um, sort of technology that they used to show off that car mm-hmm. demo from like a year and a half, year and a half two years ago. Yeah. With the robot where um, she's getting built and then, you know she starts showing some sort of emotion or something yeah and then the computer's like oh something's wrong yeah it's, uh, it's like basically she's X machine on the fucking game or whatever oh no yeah or it's people or something at the recognize it eh? and then they they say to the um you know she's like begging for her life and then they kind of let her go don't they or do they pull her apart oh, i don't care maybe they pull her apart oh my god i don't care i can't remember anyway that seems to be sort of like the premises androids have kind of within the world yeah um and their servants except she's different uh huh so we'll see I don't know like there's good ideas in these games but it's just always the writing is just terrible yeah and the gameplay is kind of 
sort of tedious. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Did you ever get back to Until Dawn? No. They announced some a spin-off for that as well. Sick. For PlayStation VR. But I don't think it's got anything to do with I am gonna finish it on that game before the end of the year. I think you should for the Game of the Year awards. Fuck yeah, I really want to. Not that it's going to be in Game of the Year. Right. But it could be in one of the categories. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. Like biggest surprise or something like that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it genuinely was, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was PlayStation Games Week. Cool. Paris Games Week. I don't know what else got announced there. I don't know. But probably nothing much else. I got nothing. Anyway, we'll keep going on from that. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst got pushed out of February uh. because it was going to release the same week as Deus Ex and Far Cry. And that's a stupid idea. Yeah. So they pushed it back to May because otherwise no one would play it. Sure. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, as we spoke about last week, yep. is um, now out. Yep. And still doesn't work. Oh, doesn't it? No. Oh, no. Uh, Warner Brothers is now issuing full refunds again. Oh. Because Digital Foundry did their, you know, their graphics thing. Yeah. And according to them, there was not significant improvements from what they found. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they're offering, like, all these full refunds and all this other crap. We were talking about it last week, how, how Warner Brothers was giving people free games. Yep. I had some showing from my list. Cool. I've got two copies of Batman now. Sweet. Um, Finally. Batman I'm not sure which one it was if it was Arkham City yeah I've got like one that says game of the year edition and then like the normal one uh, so whatever so yeah that sucks um, that, that'll that be on one of our lists for game of the year awards I can tell you that <laughs> um, and then the last one which was today's news was Activision buys the Candy Crush developer yeah for a small 5.9 billion dollars for a small way more than Microsoft spent on fucking Minecraft yeah or um, the one I saw Disney spent on Star Wars. I know, right? <laughs> What's the fuck? Bananas. How come Activision didn't have any fucking parties this year? Because uh, they spent all their money on fucking Candy Crush. <laughs> Candy Crush. Yeah. That's one way to make sure you never have to fucking tell all your friends to play a fucking game again. Mm. Just buy out the fucking company. $5.9 billion. I wonder how their stocks went after that announcement. Activision? Yeah. I can check. Yeah. Uh, you know how... Um, you know how Zoidberg uh, buys 12 of Fry's uh, holophone record? Because mm-hmm. he's a crafty consumer. I think Activision might be Zoidberg. Okay. Yeah. Was this today? Yeah. I don't know what time the stock market shuts right. in America, but my guess would be it would have been shut by then, right? Probably. Because it was a late announcement? Yep. Yeah, it has... Well, at the end of the day, it dropped uh, half a percent. Oh, uh, nah. So, maybe we find out tomorrow. Yep. Yep. But uh, their share prices are doing very well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, they're doing real well. For now. <laughs> For now, yeah. See what happens. Yep. That was all the news I had. Cool. Who got any emails? I'm going to go with no. Uh, is that because you looked? No. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the people who 
heckled me in the Fallout panel who came up and said hello. Um, and yeah, just our listeners who are there at PAX. Thanks for being cool. Yeah. Um, I, I ran into a couple people that listen to the show, hmm. but one of them in particular was talking to Jung on Sunday night. Um, and Jung didn't believe him and then until he got his phone out and showed him his podcast list and then was like hey and then I went drinking with him later why didn't Jung believe him? I don't know <laughs> Jung's, Jung's a weird dude yeah Jung is cynical he's too cynical we're the best podcast team it we are yeah that is um, that is all we've got I think okie dokie no emails Next week... We've got tons of fucking press releases. We will have... We need to filter them or something. BlizzCon news for you, because I'm going to motherfucking BlizzCon. Are you? What day's BlizzCon? So, over the weekend, I'm going to go watch Linkin Park. You are. And I'm going to go watch a fucking movie trailer, despite no longer watching movie trailers. What if you don't watch it? It's going to be very hard to interview the talents. Which talents? Duncan Jones. So you can ask him about Moon. Oh, yeah. Or the train for Triality, one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, source Code. Yeah. Have you watched that? Yes. Okay. Have you watched his other movie? Uh, Moon? Yeah. Yeah. What about his other one? What's that? Uh, do, I don't know. Is he the one who's David Bowie's son? Yep. I could ask him what that, that's like. Or you could not. I'll be like, did your dad ever give you shit for being a fucking huge nerd? Because he was the coolest guy alive. <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> uh, wow. Just just smash him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Not yep. all the two movies he's done. He doesn't make movies, this guy. Oh, yeah. And next week, mm-hmm. Fallout. What's that? Fallout 4. Never heard of it. Ah, uh, well, we'll be talking about it. So you, you sure? can find out then. It comes out on Tuesday next week. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Should we podcast Wednesday? If you want to. Yeah. Probably be helpful because I think I land on Tuesday next week and I will probably be pretty fucking jet lagged. Maybe let's do Wednesday. Okay. Isn't there something else that comes out? Shit, is there? Call that day. Call of Duty. Tomb Raider. Call of Duty. I'm, ne- I'm not getting to it. Need Tomb for Raider. Speed. Nobody cares. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up. I really got to pee. Why? Why do you have to pee? I guess... Oh, I can't do next Wednesday. Why not? I'm going to a Spectre advanced screening, apparently. Fucking thanks for the invite. Rude. Who are you taking? Your girlfriend. That's even worse. It's just fucking bullshit. You can just get out of my house. What okay? if we do Thursday? Oh, fuck off. That's way too late. <laughs> it's way too late. Yeah. You know what? You just don't get to go. You just don't get to go on the podcast. It'll just be me talking about fucking Fallout BlizzCon. Fucking two and a half hours. And when it all finishes, you'll be like, what happened? And I'll be like, we're never talking about either of those things again. <laughs> That's not going to happen because you're not going to be awake for that. Uh, no, I will. It'll be fucking addled. It'll be fucking jet lag addled. It'll make no fucking sense. It'll be about best podcast ever. 
Everyone's <laughs> going to email in. They're going to have questions for me and stuff. And I'm going to actually check the emails, not just let you check the emails and pretend like there are no emails. There are emails, just not not for the podcast. It's all press releases. That's not helpful. Fucking PlayStation smashes us. All right. All right. So we'll be back next week. Uh, the J podcast at gmail.com for emails. Yes. We're on Android, iPhone, and Windows yep. store. Uh, the GA podcast with the gap search for us on there uh, facebook.com slash GA podcast you can like us on that twitter.com slash GA podcast and also the GA podcast.com to find everything totes and that'll be it we'll be back next week Fallout 4 Word. listen to it alright see ya bye